talk a little uh, with uh, Mayor Mitch Reynolds, who did remember the phone number. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's one of those you'll you probably never forget that phone number. Uh, Mayor Reynolds, good morning, and thanks very much for talking with us. It is always okay. my pleasure to uh, get your insights on what's going on. The budget, uh, it, does it need uh, another vote of confidence, or are we done done with uh, the no, city it, council? Yep. Final approval last night. Uh, yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it, it, there was a little bit of discussion and concern about the utilization of one-time funds to uh, support the operating budget. But I think there was an understanding that uh, in some ways our, our revenues haven't recovered, or, or basically we haven't recovered fully from the cuts that were made in 2020 in terms of staffing for some of positions in the lacrosse center and the, the, the library and things like that. So, uh, you know, not not a not a great situation uh, in terms of uh, using one-time funds to fund operations. But overall, I think I feel we're heading in a in a positive direction. A lot of that depends on what happens in Madison this coming year. Sure, the the, the budget at two hundred and eight million. Uh, most of that is salary and and uh, uh, unchangeable expenses. Uh, Seventy million in spending. Is that correct? Projects, money, right. money for yeah. various so our projects. Oper- our operations budget is, is in that $70 million mark. I can give you the direct, the exact dollar amount, but, yeah, it's around there. All right. And it's actually, um, yeah, and and it's, it's you know, we have uh, it, a minimal amount of growth in, in some areas, and largely there's there are some uh, expenses that uh, were unavoidable in terms of just uh, having to switch over to a new software platform to increase security, that type of thing. So, right. So we did those... make some cuts, in, uh, some significant cuts over last year in some areas as well. Uh, well, what's the most significant? What are people going to be grumpy about first? I don't. At this point, I I think we have figured out ways to to minimize the service impact on some of the cuts we've made, uh, and you know, and some of the things we just we just did things smarter. Uh, we, uh, we're changing our, um, for instance, our uh, animal enforcement contract so that we'll be doing animal enforcement in-house in, in the city of La Crosse. We'll have an anim- animal enforcement um, technician, if you will, uh, in the city of La Crosse. And then the Cooley Region Main Society will be handling the impoundment of animals, and that's going to save us well over $100,000 just this year. Um, so... That that was one significant change. So that's just doing that's just working smarter. Yeah, uh, one of our most uh, conservative uh, of thinkers this morning and spenders wonders: Did the city consider any spending cuts? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of areas in some that are uh, the for police, for instance. They there are some uh, positions that will just be held vacant, so that. Those are, and I, you know, I don't know if we call that a cut necessarily, but it's a it's a spending decrease sure. uh, because it's because it's not it's the positions will not be funded for 2020, uh, 2023. That's kind of a so, cut. Yeah, I guess I would consider that a kind of a cut. Sure. I, I'm curious. Yep. I, I know that the city turned off services in Huska, but I get texts yep. all the time from people who drive over the bridge and say there's still an awful lot of blue tarps over there. Any plans yeah, there for the homeless that are in Huska Park? You're going to allow them to live there uh, without services all winter? Is that is that the case? We are. We're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them connected to the services that they need. In other words, housing services sure, and treatment sure. and things like that. 
that's what we're working on. And it's a slow process. I mean, it is, you know, when, when we ask the question of, I think we've got, it might be 65 people, 60-ish people living over there uh, right now. When we think about that number, if we, if we got a bulldozer out there and we started pushing people, where are they going to go? So I, we, are, we are in a situation where we're relying on a lot of our partner service agencies to work with this population to try to connect them with some level of, of treatment and care and housing. And frankly, some of those people have, have the ability to be housed uh, and are simply not opting for that. Right. So if for one reason or another, some of it is because you know, they have, they have a, an ability to be housed, but they have pets. And where they're being offered a place to live doesn't accept pets, and they're not going to leave their dogs behind. Sure. So we're running into those types of complications. I mean, we're making some headway, but it is—it's not—it's—it's it's the same kind of slow progress that we were making all summer long, really. Sure. Well, and uh, I know that the city has been working on uh, locations, city-owned yep. buildings, and so forth. One of my texters said, "Hey, I heard that the uh, train building is available. That would make a really nice." Homeless shelter, <clears throat> something to consider if you want to spend. A the uh, oh, the the, uh, the the office building that yeah. is uh, no longer that was going to be a school. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. A, that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, yeah something. I, that's a real opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, one that might be a little closer to home is uh, I hear from a number of uh, of uh, seniors that are concerned about rumors they hear that the city may take over the Harry J. Olson uh, building. Uh, move the uh, seniors out and homeless in. Can you tell us, is that any more than a, a, a rumor at the moment? Um, that is, so the, the building at on North Street is a city-owned building. Mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, board of the, uh, the folks who are staying there, uh, who are having their meetings there now, uh, do not have a lease and haven't had a current lease since the end of 2020. Um they're, they haven't been paying rent to the city of La Crosse. Uh, at this point, we have started an eviction process because they're not leaving willingly. Um, so it is that is definitely a city building and is on the list for emergency shelter spaces. Absolutely. It is. Okay. And, and the, the city is prepared then to spend whatever the money is necessary because I, I have, once again, I've just heard that it will be thousands of dollars to bring that building back to code before you move homeless people in? No, not at all. No, no okay. this is emergency shelter. So it, first of all, there has to be what, what will happen. And this is the process, Mike, is, is uh, we're relying on, again, service agencies like the Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, uh, you know, uh, groups uh, that are working with homeless population. We're relying on them to tell us when they're out of space and they need help from, from the city. At that point, when that occurs, assuming that it does occur, at that point, there'll have to be an emergency declaration in order to utilize uh, spaces like the Southside Neighborhood Center or that the building on 1607 North Street. Uh, there'll have to be an emergency declaration to use those as overnight spaces. And once that declaration is made, then we can use that space. But it will not need anything besides what it is now. Okay. It's, it'll, be, it'll be temporary beds. It'll just be for overnight. Uh, people will not be staying there. It'll be basically the way the Catholic Charities is run, where people go in there at night, they come out in the morning. And uh, we're basically trying to, to, as best as we can, try to keep people alive. So there'll be security there. The building will be cleaned afterwards. We have all those plans in place. But again, this this depends on 
uh, again, organizations like Catholic Charities and Salvation Army telling us when they when they need that space, and so far that hasn't happened. Right, and, and so at, at the very least, uh, the, the uh, seniors that are uh, in uh, using uh, Harry J. Olson should plan on going somewhere else. Well, honestly, Mike, they should have planned on that a year ago. Oh, yeah, they may still be planning. I didn't mean this would yeah. be a big surprise, uh, but yeah. the, wherever they were planning on going, they should hurry up those plans because you're going to move into that building with the uh, with a homeless solution, right? No, not necessarily. No. Oh. We have a, and, and we have uh, the structure that we have is that we'll be utilizing the Southside Neighborhood Center first. So 10 people will be the max that we will be able to, and this is, we're going to have very small populations in individual buildings. So it's that building, it's the building on North Street, it is the building on uh, St. James, the community center uh, there, the Northside Community Center. So those are the buildings that we'll utilize, and we can, we'll go 10 to 15 people in those buildings and have security.